What's up, Chiefs Keenum? It's your boy Chris Dow. You're tuned in to the Arrowhead Chief Podcast, episode 169, Kansas City Chiefs versus Buffalo Bills recap show. Hope everybody's having a good Tuesday afternoon. We got a lot to get into. Back in the AFC Championship game, we're gonna break this game down and tell us, tell y'all what we saw. So let's talk Chiefs. Yeah. Arrowhead Chiefs. It's your girl Miss Nicole. Queen okay. of Hustle, baby. Uh-huh. Started from the Started bottom, now we here. My homie at the start of his career. Let's go. Try to win him early, hear the truth. Uh-huh. Tuning every Sunday for the juice. Hey. Arrowhead Chief Podcast, bringing all the news. Yes, if you miss the play, come back for reviews. Hey. Out here rapping for the crew. Post game highlights, go uh-huh. subscribe on YouTube. Uh-huh. Hey. If you miss the play, come back for reviews. Post game highlights, go uh-huh. subscribe on YouTube. Uh-huh. Hey. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? We are back. Arrowhead Chief Podcast, episode 169, Kansas City Chiefs versus Buffalo Bills recap show. Hope everybody's having a good afternoon. DJ Ant, what's going on, man? What's good? All is good. All is a good day when we're still in business, right? Playoffs down to the final four. Let's get it. Yes, sir. We got a special guest on today, Jaden Lalore, host of the Toss Power Trap Podcast. What's going on, Jaden? What's up? How are you guys doing? It's uh, good to be here. Uh, like you said, it's good to talk a little Chiefs football after the weekend we had. All right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Before we get into the game, why don't you tell everybody, you know, about your podcast, you know, how long you've been doing it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm Jaden Lawler. Uh, for those of you guys know me probably from TPT uh, podcast, uh, uh, been a Chiefs fan my whole life. My dad's from Kansas. I was Born in Minnesota, but diehard Chiefs fan. Uh, started my podcast about a year ago, uh, okay. almost two years ago now. And, uh, yeah, we talked Chiefs football over there. I've had the honor and privilege talking to some former Chiefs. Uh, get to talk to Chiefs uh, fans all the time. Uh, just love my Chiefs. But, uh, yeah, yeah, been, been been talking Chiefs football for a while now on uh, my podcast. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. All right, man, let's talk about it, man. Chiefs win 27 to 24. Patrick Mahomes had a you know solid game, very efficient. 215 yards, two touchdowns. Isaiah Pacheco had 15 catches, uh, 15 carries, 97 yards, and a touchdown. And Travis Kelsey had uh, what was it? What he had five catches. Yeah, five catches, 75 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, the offense did whatever they wanted to this defense. I know the Buffalo Bills were down a few players, but. You know, the Chiefs took advantage of that. Um, the Chiefs defense, uh, they Buffalo ran it right down our throats, you know, in the beginning. But in the second half, they made the proper adjustments, stopped the run. Um, Patch Mahomes made a few plays. We could have put the game away after the stupid fake punt from the Buffalo Bills. But uh, Nicole Harmon fumbles at the end zone, you know, touchback. Um, but Chiefs defense still held on, almost had a fumble, almost had an interception in that same last drive. But, you know, they got it down to where full field goal range and Bass uh, kicked it wide right. The rest is history. Kansas City Chiefs win 27-24. Uh, Jaden, what did you see from the game? Yeah, you know, what, what really my initial thoughts coming out of this game was obviously you have the defense, not typically what we're used to from the Kansas City Chiefs defense holding teams 
under 21 points, but it was more of a defense from like 2020, 2021. Like we're going to bend a little bit, you know, we're going to give up some yards. We're not going to give up the big plays and the big touchdowns. We may give up a touchdown here and there. Um, and it took spectacular touchdowns in that game, especially in the second half. It took, mm-hmm. they scored seven points in that second half. Uh, that's really what it was. The first half, it was like, okay, this is old chief football, really good offense. Okay. Defense. Uh, we're going to have, you know, a spectacular play from Mahomes, and they're going to really just click on offense. The defense is going to make plays here and there. But what we saw the, the first four possessions was really just the defense saying, okay, we stopped James Cook, we stopped this team. We all know that no one's going to really pass against Kansas City Chiefs. They're not. Teams aren't going to sit back and, and pass 30, 40 times versus the Chiefs and win. That's just not how teams are going to win. And that was kind of, for me, the game plan in the second half is you shut down James Cook, which – if you look at his yards on the first half compared to his yards in the second half, that's what it came down to. It came down to shutting down James Cook. They shut down James Cook. And they were uh, Ultimately, they forced Josh Allen to throw the ball deep. Look what happened when he threw the ball deep. He couldn't connect with Stephon Diggs. Um, they were able to get that seven points. So it took a, a pass where he had to throw it at the feet of a, the receiver for him to get it towards the, uh, the side of the end zone. Uh, but other than that, the Chiefs defense really stepped up, and they said, you're going to have to be spectacular, Josh Allen. You're going to have to be better than Patrick Mahomes. We're going to make you be better than Patrick Mahomes. And he wasn't able to do that. I think that's really what it came down to. And then the other thing it came down to was time and time again, we see guys like MVS. We see these guys who just, again, during the regular season who don't make plays. And all of a sudden, for some reason, they turn into Jerry Rice during the postseason, you have uh, MVS going up and having two big-time catches, and that's really all you need. And then this is what we've talked about all season in Chiefs Kingdom. It's like, we don't need you to go out there and be like, you know, a great receiver, even a guy where it's like, oh, we need you to be like a juju. No, we don't even need you, MVS, to be like a juju. We need you to make those two catches right there. That is it. Rashid Rice, Travis Kelsey, and Pacheco are going to do the rest. We just need you to be literally a guy every now and then. Once in a blue moon, be a guy and make a big-time play. And that's what it came down to. And we saw that's what was really the difference maker was it was this, hey, don't make mistakes, play clean football, and play good defense in the second half. And that's really what it came down to for me, uh, my first initial thoughts in that second half. What you got, DJ Ant? Um, basically, just kind of my take on it. Um, this is the offense's best performance in a while that we've seen as far as the cohesiveness. Um, for once, we can say that the receivers actually showed up, like you, like uh, Jaden was alluding to, and everything. We saw right. MBS step up and make the big catches. We saw uh, Rice; he still did. He still filled in his role, did what he needed to do. Even Noah Gray, I mean, he had three catches. They're still they're significant because of just the matches they had. That was one of the keys. We talked about the tight ends and the linebackers last week, and they had to exploit that. Uh, the running game obviously was. The the key that was a part that was missing um the last time in the regular season played but you know it's different animal we're talking about Pacheco we've been saying that with all these super runs the Super Bowl runs that these Chiefs Chiefs teams has is that the running back position has always stepped up yeah and, and even as we talk about to the defensive side it actually went to what I expected um Buffalo they ain't no pushovers Josh Allen he's just a, he's just a, that guy he's a very talented guy just doesn't have the accolades and everything to show for it because it's just you you <laughs> can't get old Mahomes. He's just like we always make that comparison, like with Michael Jordan and everything. Michael Jordan didn't allow certain players to get past a certain limit. That's why you England went one. That's why you could have key players, you know, you can talk about the Hall of Fame and stuff like that. And Mahomes is that guy really for Josh Allen. He's just that hard to get past. I mean, you got Joe Burrow, obviously, but Mahomes is gonna be Mahomes. That's just what he does. 
But um, going back to what I was saying about the defense, though, mm-hmm. um, the running game, I was actually not surprised. Uh, we knew Josh Allen was going to run. He's going to take advantage of the size and what he does. Uh, Cook, I think they had like 180 yards total rushing combined between those three, mm-hmm. which we knew was going to mm-hmm. be a challenge just to be able to stop. But, you know, when you got a unique situation like that and then also the receiving group that they have, um, did as far as it was some of the ways that they schemed things up, especially in the second half, uh, they were taking things away. Uh, Chris Jones was getting pressure. The pressure that he had late in the game, say, to um, be able to get that pushback to throw that pass off just enough, that was key. Um, Even so, um, to kind of go on to it, I think that game even exploited how much Josh Allen relied on Gabe Davis, if you really think about it. Because usually Gabe Davis is usually known for having big games lately against the Kansas City Chiefs. If it's not Stephon Mm -hmm. Diggs. And Stephon Diggs, you know, we've been talking about him. How he said he wanted the ball and everything. He had his moment, but right through the hands. And then we were were talking about it. I said, um, it was funny we were talking about this on Friday. I said, what, what's the ideal way for this game to close out? And I said, the ideal way is for the defense to get the job done. Just close it out. It's like whether it be a key stop or something. They did just enough in that last drive to keep them out of the end zone. And, enforce, and fortunately, it just fell in the hands of special teams. And they just wide right. And I said, mm-hmm. I said, I take it. And then Pacheco closed the door and business is business. And, uh, I mean, after that, after watching that game, I mean, wanted to call a guy and see if he can get get me a uh, that little get me a T-shirt made where it had you know the Mahomes and then he had um had uh had him on his had old boy on his shoulders. But you know we got bigger things to fry. We got bigger things to take care of. Yes, but um, but but you know this is all good. we're we're in big boy football now. We're at the best teams at the, at the end now. Um, mm. This is good. Pre- this is good preparation going into this week. So Chiefs got it done. They got the W. Moving on. Uh, Mahomes shut him up. Yeah, they he, he, they they weren't supposed to win in Buffalo, but it happened. <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, um, <clears throat> and and as far as the first half with the running game, I think when Willie Gay went out, I think that kind of affected it too. Um, yeah. Willie Gay not being in there, you know, he's one he's one of our better explosive linebackers, and also hurt because I, I think he was going to be the spy on uh. Um, Josh Allen, but uh, when he went out, you could tell that, you know, they had to make the adjustments, and I think they put Tranquil in that spot in the second half, and it kind of showed. Um, but, hey, Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's still the best quarterback in this league, and he shows it every time when it's playoff time. They take it up to another notch. Travis Kelsey, as much as we've made about Travis Kelsey and how, you know, this is a down year for him, when playoff time comes, he, he turns up. He, he, he takes it to that next level. Rasheed Rice making big catches. Like like Jaden said, MVS. And everybody knows who watches this show how I feel about MVS. But he, <laughs> he came up big when we needed him when he made those two catches. So, um, they, you know, that's, that's just the championship mentality of this team, man. When it's championship football time, they show up. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's kudos to, to Andy Reid and the coaching staff, you know, you know, we, we made a lot of noise about, you know, how they had too many, you know, rotation in the wide receiver position. They're trying to get Kadarius Tony involved. They're trying to get Sky Moore involved. They're trying to get McCole Harbin. It's like in the playoff time, they's like, no, we get Travis, we got Rasheed Rice, we throw a couple deep shots to MVS, maybe me, Cole Harbin, but uh, we, we keep it at the core. And Isaiah Pacheco, that's it. <laughs> and and that's right. what we need. We need consistency. And the thing about the regular season, we wasn't seeing that. And plus, on top of the 
bad penalties. And give a shout out to the offensive line. They played, yeah. they've been playing their asses off these past two weeks. Jawan Taylor, Donovan Smith, no penalties. You know, it's hard to go on the road and have to do that silent count. Um, and these guys have played exceptionally well. Uh, the, you know, that middle of the, of the offensive line is always going to be great with Creed and Tooney and uh, Trey. Um, we got to see how Tooney looks. You know, I know it's a peck strain, but, you know, he's going to be very important in this game coming up against the Ravens. Um, but, yeah, <clears throat> it, the offensive line was just great, and Mahomes had all day, you know what I'm saying, to uh, throw the football in. It was just a testament how this team, like I said, rise to the occasion when we needed them the most. So, and let's, let's talk about Patrick Mahomes a little bit more. You know, Patrick Mahomes, since he's been in this league, he's, you know, smashing all kinds of records. And since he's been in this league, six straight AFC championship games, three Super Bowls, two Super Bowl wins, two uh, Super Bowl MVPs. Um, the man has just been great. He's in the in the strata as far as modern day quarterbacks go. He's in the stratosphere by himself. He's chasing Brady right now. He's chasing uh-huh. Brady. I don't, you know, the, you know, I'm just you know this knock with you know people trying to compare him to anybody right now into this league. There is no comparison. There's no disrespect to the Josh Allen's and the Lamar Jacksons and the Burrows, but they're not on his, his level right now. He's on a whole another stratosphere right now. So. I just want you guys' opinion on how y'all feel about what we have right now, the, the the era that we live in right now, Patrick Mahomes. How are you guys feeling about that? Yeah, I mean, so, and I was just recently talking about this on my podcast. It, so, you know, I've had guys like Jason Dunn, Tyler Sickman, guys who are with the Chiefs on my podcast during the dark days. You know, we all remember Damien Hewards, Brody Croyles. I mean, it's just it, – it was bad. Matt Castles, can, you know, all that. To go from that and just, and, and I think Chiefs fans sometimes need to go on YouTube. You need to just pull up that season. You just need to watch those games. You do. And I know you're probably thinking, no, we don't. No, you do. You're right. You do. Right. Because appreciate you had, what I, you just, I, did a, I did it a little bit today. I went back and I was watching some old, just old games from back in the day because it makes you just embrace what you're in now. You have to embrace what you're in now because six consecutive, a six-year-old, let's say if you had a kid six years ago, he's never not seen his team in the AFC Championship game. You got to put that, like, we used to pray to God every night. I used to pray to God, please, God, just give me, just give me a team that will win a playoff game. And now you're in, it's just routine. And I have a friends who are Patriots fans. My best friend was a Patriot fan. And every year he'd be like, yeah, you know, we're in the AFC Championship. Yeah, you know, it's. It is what it is. It's routine. And you don't, I don't want to get that way. I don't want to get where it's just like, yeah, whatever. It's routine. No, I want to get where it's like every year you embrace where it's just your team, what you were when you were Romeo Cornell was your coach to where you are now. That is just where you, again, as a Chiefs fan, you have to enjoy every, because you will probably never have this again in your life. I'm 23 years old. Uh, my dad is, is is 63 years old. He was watching Len Dawson, those guys. And now he has this team. He He'll never have a team like this again. I'll never have a team like this probably again. So you really have to do just embrace and just really just soak in what we're witnessing. And then to, to another thing, what you're saying is the whole, you know, Donna, see how they try to, they, they really do. The NFL really is trying to find that like Mahomes versus blank. So first it started with like Mahomes versus Lamar. That didn't really work. 
Mahomes just kind of dominated that series. I'm like, okay, we'll find someone else. What about Justin Herbert? Justin Herbert ended up beating him. Okay, Mahomes versus Justin Herbert. Nah, that's not really working. So then I went to Joe Burrow. Okay, Joe Burrow. Now he kind of got over that on. Now Josh Allen. We're back, we'll go back to Josh Allen because I went to Josh Allen religiously. Now we're back, Jack, back to Josh Allen. There's really no Mahomes versus. It's just Mahomes. It's really just Mahomes. I mean, over the years, yeah, it was always Peyton Manning, Tom Brady because, again, they were so similar. Tom Brady had the accolades. Peyton Manning had the stats. And mm-hmm. that was kind of that. But this is really Tom Brady versus Philip Rivers when you have Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen. That's what it's looking like to me. Mm-hmm. It's looking mm-hmm. more like he's the Philip Rivers and he's the Tom Brady. But like you said, and I hate doing this because of how great Tom Brady was, but he's really on Tom Brady's tail already. And he's 28, 27, mm-hmm. whatever he may be. If he wins a Super Bowl this year, guys, He's right there. I mean, I know Tom Brady's got six or seven, but my goodness, if he has three Super Bowls at 28, people are playing until they're in their 40s at quarterback. What can Patrick Mahomes do? How many championships can he really win? I mean, let alone, like I said, the Chiefs were not even supposed to be in this AFC championship game alone. That we should appreciate already. But the fact that the, the after just – it just all the, the – just the yapping of all the fans and all the – all the people just saying the Chiefs aren't going to be here because of their offense. And look where they're at. At the end of the day, they do all the talking, all the, the Chiefs receivers of this and the Chiefs offense. They're just right back in the AFC Championship game. I just don't know when people are not, just going to learn to just please stop. And just the, the Chiefs are most likely going to be back in the AFC, champion, the AFC Championship game and probably in the Super Bowl. So just, again, keep your mouth shut about the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to be in the AFC Championship game playing for a Super Bowl, if you like it or not. And I love it. Honestly, like I said, we and I know I'm kind of rambling here, but no, you good. I, I have I have friends that are Patriots fans, and I hated the Patriots growing up because what they do, they won all the time. But now mm-hmm. I can kind of look back older and kind of be like, dang, you know what? That was a dynasty, and there's reasons why people hated them the most because again, guess what? They won. So yeah, you're mm-hmm. gonna have people who are just hating on the Chiefs right now because of their pure dominancy getting to six consecutive AFC championships. Yeah, I agree. What you got, Ant? Um. <clears throat> I mean, think about this. I mean, he's been the starter last six seasons, and the floor has been the AFC title game. <laughs> you look at That's the other quarterback. You look at the other quarterbacks, and I'm not even going to throw Purdy in this in this category at all for a number of reasons. You know, Golf, he he's tasted the feeling of not making it to the playoffs. Lamar, he's tasted the feeling of not making it to the playoffs. You know, and who's the last quarterback I'm missing? Burrow. Burrow. Yeah. Same thing, you know, that's just to say that you've made it to the AFC AFC title game six straight times and everything. That is very difficult to do. Very difficult. And they've all been in adverse different situations. One where he was hurt. Other ones where he had situationals like having to rotate rosters. Um, there, Even if you want to compare it to other eras and everything with the Patriots and everything, there was no tuck gate and spy gate and deflate gate and choke gate. Right. Choke- Choke Gators Atlanta for for the record for those that don't know what I mean by that. Mm-hmm. We talk about all these different things, you know, and even and even through the adverse adverse uh, situation, and everything. She's having the hardest schedule last year. She's not the receiving core being difficult this year, and really the only difference as far as like the road and the still to be determined from this year to all the other years is that they had to do on the road. It's no it's no Arrowhead Invitational. And then last week was it went supposed they weren't supposed to be here because the Buffalo Bills finally got their home game. Well, that didn't work so well. 
We tried to warn you. It didn't help last year when they played Cincinnati. So what do you think was going to happen with Mahomes? Mahomes is the better quarterback. Mm-hmm. Same old results. And really, it, the, the lead should have been a lot bigger. It should have been closed up. But, right. you know, for, for obvious reasons and everything, you know, it's, it's an opportunity. But, you know, the biggest thing is that the defense didn't fold. They took care of business. It's just with Mahomes, we're watching them win in different ways. And if you really think about it, it's just prolonging his career, if you ask me, to where he doesn't have to throw for three, four, five hundred yards and everything. We're so, I think as Chiefs fans and even in this league, we're so spoiled. We were so spoiled by the first four years yeah. of, you know, just number of lights out, 30 point football and everything. And for, for us to be able to see it now where he might, he only has to throw for 200, 250 some yards. And now to have a running game to complement that. It's mm-hmm. prolonging his career, yeah. and even so, and even so, the same thing. You know, we, we talk about Travis Kelsey on the other side. You know how they able to achieve another milestone. That don't happen if they don't have the running game, and also with the coach and everything. It's just everything has just opened up so much more for him, and they got to figure out ways how to add that on, even with some of these contracts. You know, how are they going to be able to build? You know, with these huge contracts and everything, and they're in that. They're that's what that's where the reality of where they are right now. Now, obviously, with Mahomes' contract kicking in, you know, I think it started what this past year or the year before, one of the two. It's going to be a challenge, but they're getting it done, though. The bottom line is they're still here. They're still getting it done. You can count them all. You count them out. You come up with all these different stories. They're just going to continue to show up and say, "Hey, we're still here." You said we couldn't do it this way. We're still getting it done. They couldn't be. I mean, the joke was on the league when they couldn't beat a man with one leg. So what's the joke mm-hmm. going to be when when they don't have a receiving core? Or like I was jokingly saying, like I'm thinking, like maybe this receiving core was playing pro- possum. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like I said, the stat line show for something like MVS been dropping passes all year long, right? And then all of a sudden he just but but they're just doing they're getting creative and doing what they need to do. Yeah, it, so, it, it just I think it just speaks to the to the coaching staff, man. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> when it's play, like I said, when it's championship time, when it's playoff football time. They just know how to get these guys ready, you know what I'm saying? And Mahomes, he just turns to another gear, and they go where he goes, you know. If you notice, that this team's mood and attitude goes with the Mahomes, with the Travis Kelseys, you know, the Chris Jones. When they're hyped up and they're happy and they're on the sideline dancing around and whatever and smiling, yeah, the whole sideline is like that, you know what I'm saying? If mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey is hyped up and he's on the sideline, you know, high-fiving everybody, they're all hyped up, and they play, and they just take their game to another level. And when you got those type of leaders and those type of great players, they know how to maximize the players. Tom Brady did it for years. He didn't ha- always have, you know, when he, when the Randy Moss era was over, he was right. throwing it to James White and, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. Kevin Falk in the backfield or whoever else was in the backfield. You know, he had Grunk, but then Grunk became a shell of himself. <laughs> but he mm-hmm. only needed Grunk to make a couple catches here and there. You know what I'm saying? Julian Edelman, make a couple catches here and there. You know what I'm saying? Turn it up. You know what I'm saying? Julian Edelman maybe had one year where he had a 1,000 yards. But most of the time, it was five, six, seven hundred yard seasons. But when the playoff time came, Julian Edelman was one of the better receivers. He has like a record. You know what I'm saying? So and you need that when it, when you have championship level teams like that from the top to the bottom, they just know how to maximize the talent. And when you have that guy at quarterback, you know what I'm saying? We were just for years asking for a good quarterback. We got mm-hmm. the guy at the quarterback. We got the right. Michael Jordan at quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, it, it, it's a good time, you know what I'm saying, to be a Chiefs fan when you have. Absolutely. I mean, I'm just at the point where, like, even just kind of looking back, I mean – if you really think about it, 
Mahomes wasn't competing against the Patriots really in that first year. He was competing against his own defense because he couldn't stop nobody. <laughs> but that goes, but that just comes to show how it's evolved, though. That's the reason why they had to get Spags and they had to let Sutton go because that was the only thing that was holding them back. Had they gone to the Super Bowl, could they have won that? Maybe. I mean, but that could have been a whole different narrative. Had they gone on and went, went on to win it, you know, we could have said Patrick Mahomes win Super Bowl despite god awful defense. We it could have been, but certain things that happened went went their time yet. And it, now they're dressing up in different ways. Then we might have kept Sutton. And it had to be a whole other story. Oh, God. Oh, no. No. <laughs> might have kept Sutton. <laughs> we won this Super Bowl. But no. But let's, you know, let's go to the other side. Let's talk about Josh Allen real quick. Because uh, I'm tired of this narrative. Look, I think Josh Allen is a, is a great quarterback. I really do. I think he's one of the great young talents in this league and if you're a blind man if you think he's not yes does he come with his flaws and his mistakes yes but he, he's he's one of the better quarterbacks in this league probably top three if you want to you know rank it um he's two or three if you want to go down that line maybe four but <clears throat> i'm tired of this narrative on national media where they always try to have to apologize like these apologies for josh allen like oh the team let them down. Yes, 13 seconds, I get it. The defense let up. They thought they had won the game. They kind of played a little soft defense, and they let us get into the door. We won the we won the corn toss. The rest is history. It is what it is. But this game, they, they just played this perfect game. Hell, he almost gave it up twice in that last that last drive. He, he almost fumbled the football, mm-hmm. and Shamari Connors just – Falls on the ball. I don't know why defenders think they want to pick up the ball and have this highlight reel of ESPN <laughs> or whatever. But fall on the ball, the game is over. And, over, then, yeah. mm-hmm. and then he throws a ball that if Trent McDuffie doesn't tip it, <laughs> it's going right to Sneed to the house. So, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> he got bailed out twice by the Chiefs. So, and then earlier, if Miko Harmon doesn't fumble the football, the game is over. <laughs> that game is right. done. So I'm tired of all these. Yes, did Stefan Diggs drop a pass? Yes, he did. It probably would have changed. But then, okay, let's say they make the kick and they go down and Bass makes that kick. With a minute, minute 37, minute 30, you think Mahomes, what he's been doing with y'all defense, all, you don't think they would have marched down and kicked the field goal to win the game? Right. Yeah, it would have, it, y'all would have lost regardless. So, this whole thing about Josh Allen, all we saw Dan Orlowski, and then I saw Sean O'Hare talking about he'll take Josh Allen over Patrick Mahomes. And oh, now, now the Chiefs have the better team all year. I've been hearing how bad this team is, and we're down, and we're not gonna make it to the Super Bowl. And the Ravens are better, and Buffalo Bills are better, and everybody's better than the Chiefs right now because they don't have the flashy receivers that can catch pass or whatever not talking about this defense that's probably top two in the league <laughs> mm-hmm. but we talking about this offense because we're not used to seeing this from this offense now all of a sudden he's got the better team no look Patrick Mahomes is in a, like I said before he's in a whole nother stratosphere and we got to stop doing this narrative with Josh Allen like he's just perfect like no man he, he makes mistakes we know that they've tried to play it safe in the first half they mm-hmm. were so, so they were so trying to protect him so much. The man didn't even throw the ball past the line of scrimmage. Yeah, he sixteen past no, nothing behind the line of scrimmage. Which was a lot. That, that one drive, they they ran the ball like 
all the way down the field. They didn't even pass the ball. They was giving it to Cook, and then he would run it a few times. They were so scared of him throwing an interception that they they tried to safeguard him from throwing the football. And then when he had to throw it, he missed some guys underneath. He missed Dog yeah. K was open. Diggs was open on the last drive. Yes. Like I, even to add on to that though, I mean, the feel that I got and quite often in that Bills game was that there's a difference in trying to play to win, and then there's a difference in playing not to lose. And the mm-hmm. way that that the coordinator and their game plan, they were def- it was more they were playing not to lose in that situation. And when you have that mindset, nine times out of ten, you're going to lose. You're going to come up short. And when you settle, when you settle, you don't make good reads and stuff like that. Even on the last drive, he had digs wide open on a drag route, mm-hmm. wide open. And 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 what they were doing. Um, I can only imagine mentally they were probably trying to control the clock, make sure that if if they were to score, to have Mahomes, you know, make sure that Mahomes has as little bit of time as possible. But the bottom line, you can't worry about that. You got to score first. Mm-hmm. It ain't no get because you're not talking about the pushover defense and what it was six years ago. This is they've been at the top of the game for a reason. They only gave up seven in the second half. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they, just, they were shutting that run down. They started shutting Cook down. Cook wasn't yeah. getting those big runs like he was in the first half. So yeah. I'm just saying, Spags has been one of the better second-half adjustment makers probably ever since, like, on the last five, six weeks. And then all they, had to, all they had to catch up with that defense as far as making adjustments was the offense. And it seems like the offense has got it figured out because now we're seeing – remember we had that point earlier in the season? I think it was when we were playing the Dolphins. And I forgot who they played back-to-back. They had, like, three straight games of zeros in the second half. That's starting to go away because now in the playoff time, they're starting to turn it up a notch. And when the offense started to catch up with the defense, it makes the Chiefs team very difficult to beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically going off of what you were saying, it's people, they want narrative. They want they want to have, like we were mentioning earlier, that Mahomes versus, you know, whatever, yeah. Mahomes versus whoever. Josh Allen, and it is this, this, you know, violin playing, just like, I feel bad. You don't, Mahomes doesn't get this sympathy. You don't see Mahomes get this sympathy when his receivers are dropping passes this season. When did you see people be like, oh, man, if Mahomes had, you know, receiver, if they could, but all of a sudden it's, if Josh Allen had help, if, if Josh Allen had some better receivers. You get Patrick Mahomes, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, uh, the other receivers leaving my name that caught that that touchdown on the left side. Uh, um, uh, Khalif. Yeah, yeah. Kincaid. Guys, what are we talking about here? All of a sudden, he has no receivers. It's just – but but this is what I don't understand, too, by the media. NFL Network had one person pick the Kansas City Chiefs. One person. So it goes from – Oh, the, the Chiefs just don't have enough to beat the Bills. The Bills are hot. They're rolling in. They have all these weapons. You know, they have these playmakers. Then they lose to the Chiefs, and it's, well, the Chiefs are just a better team. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, all these weapons, their defense, they're just a better team. So it goes from they can't beat the team because, again, they just don't have the, the, the receivers and the weapons to do it, too. Oh, no, they're just a better team if Josh Allen had more weapons. You got to have one or the other. You yeah. can't pick both. Either the Chiefs are just – they're, they're going to beat the, the, the Buffalo Bills because the Bills are beat up. The Bills aren't good enough. They just don't have as many weapons. Or the Kansas City Chiefs are just 
again, they they have the weapons. They're the better team. But don't, as soon as they win, it's, well, maybe if the Bills had better. But you picked the Bills to win. Mm-hmm. You all picked the Bills to win. And this is what we're going to see, I can guarantee you, during the Ravens game. The Ravens have the defense. They have this. They have that. They have this. But then it's going to turn into, well, you know what? Man, I feel bad for Lamar. Oh, man, if Lamar. Oh, if their receivers. Oh, if they, well, maybe the Kansas City Chiefs just played good defense. Maybe mm-hmm. the Kansas City Chiefs just made plays on the ball. Maybe, like I said earlier, the Kansas City Chiefs said, hmm, they're running the ball. They're throwing how many passes behind the line of scrimmage? That's right. We're going to make you be – we're going to make you be Patrick Holmes. We're going to make you make plays. If you can make plays, beat us straight out, throwing the ball down the field, throwing 30, 40-yard bombs, you beat us. But he couldn't do that. He couldn't beat Patrick Mahomes. That's what it comes down to. He couldn't make those plays. And you can say, oh, the receiver dropped it, this, that, and the other. I've never seen a perfect pass where a receiver has to lay down, lay out for. Oh, a perfect pass by Josh Allen that a receiver has to lay out for? I know when I play football and I'm throwing a pass to the receiver and he has to lay out for it, I don't say, oh, that was perfect. No, it wasn't perfect if he has to lay out for the ball. That's a mm-hmm. load of crap. So, again, what happened in the second half is Steve Spagnuolo said, Hmm, I'm gonna make Josh. You know what, Josh? You're gonna not have to throw the line or throw the ball behind the line of scrimmage. You're gonna have to throw the ball downfield. You're gonna have to make plays right here. Guess what? Punt, punt, punt. First four drives. Mm-hmm. So that's what it came down to for me. And so I don't have this uh, th- this sorrowness for Josh Allen. Um, he's just not Patrick Mahomes. He's a very good quarterback. Do I think some of his players didn't make plays? Uh, do I think there was some stupid coaching? Yes. Do I think Andy Reid had stupid coaching? Because uh, this game would have been over with 12 minutes and 50 seconds into the fourth quarter. That game was over. 11, go up, they go up 11, that game's over. They, that game's mm-hmm. over. Chiefs get mm-hmm. that, that touchdown from McCall Hardman. That game's over. They were very fortunate to get that. Um, I think the Chiefs ended there. I think the Chiefs probably end up winning by 14. Um, but that's really what it comes down to for me. So I don't have this type of just violin for Josh Allen. I really don't. Yeah, I'm just I'm tired of the narrative. And and as far as Lamar Jackson, I'll even say this for Lamar Jackson, I don't even think they're gonna pitch him some belt. Not they're not gonna apologize for Lamar Jackson like they do to uh, uh they may not, yeah. Josh they Allen. Not. There's there's no reason to. I mean, this this is easy. I mean, people been saying it all year. This is the best receiver group that he's had all year, mm-hmm. and he's been doing. He's say been he got it. paid. He got Odell. He got Zay Flowers. He got Likely. You get Mark Andrews back. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> you got that defense over there that's number one in the league. And if he don't get it done this year, yeah, they are gonna be on his helmet. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if 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 Josh Allen was the quarterback of the Ravens with all. All this, oh man, Raquan Smith, man, he didn't make that tackle. Zay Flowers, he didn't get open. Likely didn't get open. The run game, not just well, yeah, and, and that <laughs> just shows that just shows. And this is what makes me so happy as a Chiefs fan is this was we would do this. I mean, this is what fans were doing in 2018 when we lost to the Patriots. They were like, oh man, I feel so bad. I wish the Chiefs would have won. They would have got the ball in the second half. But what's ha- what happened? Why are they saying that? Because, again, the Patriots were us. The Patriots were the team eight straight time. So, again, I love seeing that everyone's talking about Lamar, please, please. They're begging Lamar to beat Patrick Mahomes. Oh, it makes me so happy just seeing how much just, again, social media. And, and, and it's really turning into just the talking heads are, like, begging Josh or uh, Lamar Jackson, where you're literally basically having them that I know their tone to it, where you have Colin Coward type guys basically like, 
please, Lamar, beat Patrick Mahomes. We're so sick of the Chiefs. That just shows how dominant the Kansas City Chiefs have been and how much America is rooting against Kansas City. And if you have Detroit or if you have San Francisco and the Kansas City Chiefs win this game, go to the Super Bowl, how much America is just going to be rooting against Chiefs? And that makes me so happy that the Kansas City Chiefs are the villains because that means, guess what? We're kicking everyone's ass. We're kind of just beating everyone in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. Especially if we go to the Super Bowl against Detroit. Oh, everybody. Oh, yeah. There's not going to be a person in America that's that's not a Chiefs fan rooting for Detroit. But you know that was a narrative I was afraid of. I said I was thinking about it like last year, like how we said it's going to start, it's going to finish exactly in the same place it started because they started in Glendale when they played the Cardinals and the end the Super Bowl it obviously ended there. Mm-hmm. I said, how ironic would that be to have the same story just in a whole different way? It started with Detroit, it ends with Detroit. That yeah. would be like I'm like if y'all want to talk about some script writing, whoever put that script together is actually very very good and actually yeah. very creative writer. But yeah. you know. It, it is what it is. If you'd have told me the Chiefs were going to have this kind of season, or if anybody would have said the Chiefs were going to have this kind of season, and everything they wouldn't see them at, at this point. This on, but we're here, and here's you know you make excuses and everything for the Josh Allen and the Joe Burrows, and this this could have happened if they would have did this and everything. Welcome, welcome it to welcome to the welcome to the welcome to the Kansas City show. <laughs> right now. Uh, I wanted to talk about, I alluded to it earlier, but I want to talk about some of the injuries coming into this game. Uh, you got Joe Tooney. He's got the pec strain. Um, that's going to be huge. If he could play this Sunday, we definitely need him. Willie Gay, he had a back injury. Mm-hmm. He's going to be another person that we're going to need, especially with Lamar Jackson. He's a runner, you know what I'm saying, but he's not the type of runner like Josh Allen. Josh Allen's just going to run you over, whereas Lamar's just going to run past you. Um, and he's going to be very instrumental in keeping contained of, jo- of uh, Lamar Jackson in the pocket. Um, so, and uh, Mike Edwards, uh, free safety. Even though Shamari Connor came in and played really well, he was, you know, what I'm saying, I know PFF be having some wild scores, uh, but he was highest grade uh, score at PFF, so he really played well. But uh, getting Mike Edwards would be because he's he's probably one of the few playmakers as far as taking the ball away on that side of the ball. So how do you guys feel about some of these injuries coming into this game? Start with you, Jaden. Um, yeah. Uh, so the only one that, I mean, again, obviously Mike Edwards concerns me because Mike Edwards, I mean, what a great pickup. Really, what a great pickup. I know that when they signed him uh, over from the Bucks, I was kind of like, ah, like, you know, I don't, I don't really know about this, but he great veteran pickup this year. He was made mm-hmm. huge plays. Uh, I think he was the one with the 98-yard Fumble recovery versus the Chargers. I think he was the one yeah. that had. Yeah. yeah so, good. I mean, again, he, and then was he in on that? He may have been in on that play versus the Dolphins as well, um, where yeah. they had that return. Yeah. So, again, yeah, the yeah, two he longest. He's the one that tossed, he's the one that tossed it to Cook. Yeah, yeah. So, again, he was yeah. a part of the two longest uh, defensive touchdowns of the season in the NFL this year. Um, so, smart player. Um, Reed was another guy who I thought his first year with the Chiefs, I didn't really think he had a great year, but this year done good as well. But, um, yeah, Willie Gay is, is a bit of concern. I think he'll be okay, but Tooney's got to be a concern. That's one because it kind of gives you that 2020 vibe where you're like, oh, God. Like, you mm-hmm. know, don't we need the offensive. I know we obviously are not going to have three offensive linemen all like we did in 2020. But um, you, you want your healthy offensive line, trust me, versus this defensive line. Um, but you want, you want the, the healthiest defense you can have versus this offense of the uh, Ravens because they're an explosive offense. They are. They're an explosive offense. They're an offense. If you can kind of just 
you know, slow them down and make them kind of just death by a thousand needles, then you can kind of keep them to a Justin Tucker type game. Um, but yeah, you need Willie Gay to really just be like, where's Lamar? Because <laughs> again, you're going to need someone to be that spy for Lamar. You are. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not concerned really about Gus Edwards. I'm not. Gus Edwards, uh, you know, some of these other guys, Justice Hill, some of these other guys that are going to run the ball, Dalvin Cook, I'm not too concerned about them. It's really Lamar getting loose because Lamar's averaging about a first down per run. So mm-hmm. that's the guy I'm really concerned about, just kind of just getting out loose. Uh, on us because uh, if you look at that game versus Houston, um, the way they were kind of able to just blitz and kind of just make him throw. And if you can keep him to throwing, you know, 20, 30 or 25 to 30 times this game, Carl Loftus, Chris Jones, those guys are going to kind of get them. Then that's when you have Willie Gay kind of get loose on some of those blitzes. Um, but yeah, Willie Gay is some of the, one of the guys that I'm concerned. And then of course, uh, Tooney. But uh, Mike Edwards on that back end, again, a great veteran presence. But Connor did a great job coming in. He really did. did. I thought he did a really good job coming in, uh, making some key tackles. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, those are my my two main concerns would be Tooney and then uh, Willie Gay. Hopefully, you know, they they can come back. Yeah, for sure. What you think? Yeah, having to count for Tooney, that's the, obviously the biggest one. I mean, we've seen what happens when you have key pieces pieces at the line, how, how it deteriorates, you know. So it's like that can be the difference when you have Mahomes running for his whole entire life or you're able to run the ball and give it dimension because the the dangers of this game is – I mean, the team that wins the game is going to be the team that forces the other team to be one-dimensional first. That's who I mm-hmm. believe is going to win this game. But – um. Tooney, you just just definitely hoping for the best and everything. You know, I'm pretty sure they're going to do what they can to get him right and do what they can. You know, he's not not everybody's going to be 100%, so it is what it is. Um, defense, um, we've seen this story before. Before The only difference is is that it happened during the game versus up front. Obviously, last year was uh, LeJarrius Sneed, and all the other, uh, the other DBs had to step up. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really too concerned about that. I think the game plan that they have for Lamar Jackson, um, he's actually done well. Spags has always done well as far as when it comes to these uh, quarterbacks that are mobile. I mean, that's what I'm yeah. talking about. That's why I said even with mm-hmm. um, the adjustment from uh, Josh Allen to uh, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen's bigger, so he's going to try to run you over. Run you over. Um, yeah. Lamar Jackson, he's going to be more agile. You got to make him. I've seen him, and even in the earlier in the season, everything I've seen him um, make a couple mistakes here and there, trying to use agility. He'll overdo it, trying to over. It's like you got to make him overthink. If you mm-hmm. put him in a position to where he overthinks, you're going to win the game. And that's mm-hmm. been Lamar Jackson. That's why his record is what it is, because there have been moments where he's had open windows and open opportunities. And even so, even if you uh, watch the like even the first half of the game um, when they played Houston, they weren't mm-hmm. expecting the blitz to come as rapid as it was. They were putting constant pressure on him. But then at over time, you know, when you're constantly doing that and if your your DBs ain't up to par and all that, that's what, they got worn Adjusted. down and mm-hmm. the experience, the inexperience showed up. You know, you're talking about a you're talking about a hardball who's actually been been in this situation before, and then D'Amico Ryan's. You know, he got as far he carried him as far as he could. You know, they have got to get the pieces right and everything. And I'm sure they'll be back, but that's just experience just taking over in that second half. So, I think this yeah. is an final defense. And Andy Reid, I mean, they both know each other, but Andy Reid knows John Harbaugh. You know what I'm saying? That's one of his former coaches. They're friends and all that good stuff. Um, so, and he tends to do good against his former assistants because he knows them to mm-hmm. a teeth. Um, yep. He knows their tendencies. He knows how they coach. Um, and, and and it's going to be a good matchup. Todd Monkson, Monkin, you know, he's coming from Georgia. He's coming in, implemented this new offense, and it's worked. You know what I'm saying? It's taken Lamar Jackson's game to another level. Um, but the thing about Baltimore, and I want to talk about Baltimore, is that they're not – 
to me, they do just enough to win games. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you if you allow them to um, – if you get down on them, they, be, they, they just beat you down. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're, they're, mm-hmm. They're, they're unlike the Chiefs where when we get up a couple scores – Andy tends to take his foot off the gas a little bit. Yeah. He's not going to beat you down. And now if it just happens, it just happens. But more times out of 10, Andy's going to take his foot off the gas. With John and them, once they got you by the neck, they're going to stomp on you. And most teams operate that way. You know what I'm saying? The Patriots used to do it all the time. Once they get you, they're going to stomp you to the ground. Um, But I, I think this Baltimore team can be had. On you know, saying on defense, if you make them one dimensional, I think they you know we have a good chance of winning this game. We cannot let Gus Edwards and Justice Hill look like you know world beaters out there. If we can mm-hmm. contain, we can stop them behind the line. This defensive line has to play better. They got to play with a little bit more. I don't know tenacity, and they got to be yeah, they got to be a little nastier. Because because last week, you know, with, with James Cook and that offensive line was just beating up that defensive line. Now, Spags did make adjustments, and they got better with that. He You know, he switched it up and had Tranquil, you know, more so in the box. And, you know, being that spy on on, uh, on uh, Josh Allen. But from the jump, they got to be ready. Because if, if we get – if that running game gets going, then Lamar Jackson is going to have a field day especially with the play-action pass, you know what I'm saying? And he's going to – you know, I'm not really too much worried about their receivers against our corners because, I mean, Zay Flowers, yes, he's a young star, a budding star, and I think he's going to be a, a good player in this league. But give me LeJarrius need a Trent McDuffie guarding him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Odell Beckham, he's, he's cool, but he's not what he used to be. You know what I'm saying? Now, what concerns me is the two tight ends. You get Mark Andrews back, and likely he's been balling. Those mm-hmm. are the two. That's the two uh, players that concern me is that middle of the field with Reed. Uh, I don't know if Edwards is going to be back. Shamari Connor played really well. He's going to have to step it up again and play really well again. Um, Reed, I'll give I'll give Reed this. Last game, he was hitting people. <laughs> he, hurt mm-hmm. he was looking to hurt people last game, and that's what we need. As soon as these guys catch the ball, you got to hit them, you know what I'm saying, and make them feel it, you know what I'm saying, especially coming across that middle. So when you guys watch the – if I don't know if you guys sat back and watched Baltimore, but when, when you watch Baltimore, what do you see? Um, easy. Take note, take note from the Raven. Um, the, take note of their last the real test, I would say. Take a look at the test that they had when they played the Rams. That's what I would look at. That's the key game because – even when you look at the quarterbacks that they had played and everything, and I don't really look into the 49ers for the simple reason that I'm not a believer in Purdy at all by any means. I mean, the all pro, the, the people yeah. that you threaten, I mean, the, all the threats with the Niners themselves and everything is more so with their key players, the Debo's, and then obviously the McCaffrey's. I'm more so scared of them than actually am of Purdy. I mean, and it is what it is. And when Purdy comes, I've never seen Purdy overcome any kind of adversity whatsoever because once he's down, he's not getting back up. That's the reality of his, of his situation. Um, even going back to, let's see here, when they played the Dolphins, two is not really a quarterback that scared me at all. So they really haven't faced a true quarterback that actually really scared me as, as, as of recent that would actually prepare them, I think, to even get to this point. Um, as far as on the defensive side, as far as with the Ravens, they can be had. I mean, I saw we saw um, if you watched the Rams game, you saw Puka Nakua, and then you saw uh, Cooper Cup getting loose back there against the team. Mm -hmm. They put up seventeen on them in a quarter, Mm -hmm. and they they definitely could be beat. They played them close. They went to overtime. They pulled it off, but 
It's like it's, you're, and, you're talking and, about. Uh, Go ahead. Not to, not to cut you off, but and Kieran Williams was running all mm-hmm. over him. So that's mm-hmm. going to be the key too. Isaiah Pacheco. If if, if Kieran Williams can get off, I know Isaiah Pacheco can get off on him. So that offensive line blocking in the running game is going to be you know very essential. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. But even so, you're not talking about any of these average. You're talking about the best of the best of Mahomes or somebody that's going to be continue to be relentless. If these receivers can just do the little things right, execution, even if they got can get to the point where it's time of possession, keeping the ball in Lamar's hands and everything, that's what they got. That's what they got to do. Defense has got like we've been talking about. They got to make them one dimensional. You make them one dimensional, this team can be had. I know uh-huh. the majority of the games that the Ravens ha- uh, had lost is because they took their foot off the gas. And they choked off in the uh, second half. And just, uh, for example, Cleveland that was absolutely crazy. I thought the game was had and they were going to take care of it. But when you let um, Deshaun Watson come back and burn you, and he was hurt that game too late, mm-hmm. and he came and he came back and burned him. I'm like, okay, this team can be beat. But it's like you cannot it's, – it's the same – it's basically the same schemes and everything. You cannot allow the Ravens to get going, you know, let them have a fast start. Um, Mahomes got to have time to get in, uh, in the pocket. Uh, don't abandon the running game. That's going to be the big piece, though, for the Chiefs. They cannot abandon the running game. They got to they gotta give them something to think about. I would not be surprised even this game, uh, Noah Gray was, would be a wild card. As quiet as it's kept, I would not be surprised because these linebackers are going to be keyed in on Kelsey a ton. Despite you know Kelsey woke up a little bit and it was good for, good to see that this, in this last game, but uh-huh. somebody else has got to wake up that we least expect. MBS was that guy for him. Um, mm-hmm. Who's going Who's going to be? It's got to be a one of those situations where you got to pick their pick their poison. Somebody's got to show up. And um, they they try to get Hardman going. I didn't think it was the, the right play call for that situation. They should have just gave it to Pacheco and let him get his points. I don't know what it was. I think he got hurt. I think he got hurt on that play. Yeah, he did. He got hurt, so he had to he had to go out. But I would have given. Oh yeah. Clyde or anyone else. (laughs) But but this but this but this goes back to what I was saying. Those like granted the dollar value and all this other stuff and the the things that you're gonna least expect. This is what I'm saying, you know, with Mahomes, I know we're not afraid to see him and say you want to run into be a last a last resort and stuff like that. But with everything on the line, I promise you, the next time they probably run a quarterback sneak, he probably gonna score <laughs> or get that key first down. But that's just the reality of it. It's like you can't play scared. You gotta do what you gotta do to win the game. Yeah, for sure. Um Yeah. Go go ahead, Jaden. Yeah, so I think how you kind of get this Ravens team, and it, it sounds so just like, duh, but it's you got to get up on the Ravens. They're a team that likes, again, they want to start fast. If you can get up on them 10-0, and, and like I said before, um, we saw, and I know we keep saying, oh, the first half of the, t- the Texans game, and we may have a Ravens fan listening to this and be like, yeah, but let's talk about the second half. I'll admit, the Ravens did finally adjust. I think there was a play where you saw they blitzed, and Lamar didn't have a check down. He kind of told – uh, Zay Flowers, like, just stay home. And boom, he was able to get it to uh, Zay Flowers. He was able to get a lot of yards after that. But we all know that Steve Spagnola is a master at blitzing effectively. He knows how to blitz effectively. He's not just going to blitz and, and again, just, you know, zero coverage blitzes. He knows how to blitz and, and, and really just get home. He knows how to blitz with corners, safeties, linebackers, you know, the whole package. Um, this offensive line is not as good as the Bills' offensive line. It's not. This offensive line they just played is not as good as the Bills' offensive line they just played. So that's where they can kind of be had. Is mm-hmm. you have Chris Jones, you have Carl, like this offensive line is not a great offensive line that the Ravens have. The thing that's a difference maker is you have 
Michael Vick reincarnated in the backfield. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing that's different is you have a guy that can just make people miss. But with the thing with why Steve Spagnuolo's had such success versus Lamar is they really should be undefeated versus Lamar if Clyde didn't fumble, is Lamar, he's different from Josh because when Josh is running, Josh will hit you and he'll get two more, three more yards after that. Yeah, yeah. Lamar, yes, he'll make you miss. He'll make you miss for sure. But if you hit Lamar, he's going down. He's going to go down. There's no, like, fighting through it or anything like that. Um, but if you get to Lamar, he's going down. He's not going to want to get hit. Um, so that's the thing where you got to kind of contain him. Uh, but, yeah, if you get up on them 10-0, 14-0, they're not a team where it's like – they're a team that can score quick. That They do. They, they want to score quick. But they're also a team if you can kind of just slow them down and you say, all right, Lamar, take that underneath. Take it underneath. Run, yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to make you run and then slide for two yards. That's how you got to kind of beat them. You can't just let them just go boom, 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 big play after big play after big play. I know it's easier said than done. Like, well, that's any team. You got to kind of not let them get big plays. But no, that's literally how Baltimore runs their offense. They're a big play offense. They're, yeah. they're like the Chiefs a couple of years ago. They're not an offense like, you know, even Buffalo where they can just dink and dunk all the way down the field. Uh, that's just really who they are. We saw that in the first week. Like, again, we're going back to it versus Texans. We saw that. They didn't want to dink and dunk. The, the Texans were like, we're going to blitz you 70% of the time, and it's going to be effective. And that's what they did. They just blitz, blitz, blitz. And Lamar, again, he's not a quarterback that has been able in his career to handle the blitz very well um, because, again, for whatever reason, he doesn't really process plays very well. Um, again, downfield, yes, he can process better than uh, most quarterbacks. But um, just, again, taking that check down, taking what's in front of him, um, no. And I think that's what the Chiefs have to do is just – Again, not give up that 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 huge thirty yard bomb to OBJ or Zay Flowers or whoever it is. But uh, and also their cornerbacks, they I think their corners is where you have to they have to be at. They don't have mm-hmm. the best corners, safety, linebacker, D line. That's their go to. That's mm-hmm. what their bread and butter. But they don't have the best corners. And yeah, Rashid Rice, MBS, they're gonna have to have big games versus their corners. Yeah. Again, you're gonna have to go mano a mano and just beat those corners. Yeah, um, I think their best corner, and we'll see how healthy he is because he didn't even play last game, is Marlon Humphrey. Um, yeah. He, he's there their best corner. But if he's not 100%, I think he can be had um, with Rasheed Rice or MVS. Um, and, I, and I'm pretty for sure they're going to take they're gonna take a shot. Kansas City is going to take their shots with MVS after his confidence boosted, you know, from his last game catching the balls that he caught. Right. In his last game, I think his confidence will be better because say what you want about MVS. The guy gets open. He's one of yeah. Here. I will say that he, he will be one of the fastest guys. Him and OBJ will be the fastest probably receiver. They, yeah, they will be the fastest receivers on the field. MBS, yeah. it is a damn shame that you have a six four guy that can run like he can run and can't mm. catch the ball. It is. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, it, it, once he starts getting that confidence, like that, mm-hmm. like last year, the last year AFC Championship game. Oh my God, the playoffs receivers, is phenomenal. When receivers were just falling, Juju got hurt. And Cardenas got hurt. Nicole got hurt. It was like everybody was getting hurt. Here comes MVS. He's making plays all over the field. And he mm-hmm. won us that game, essentially. So yeah. if we can get that MVS, <laughs> then, you know, we have a good chance of winning this game. Um, let's talk about Lamar Jackson real quick. I know we talked about him a little bit. But I just want to talk a little bit more so narrative. I'm not predicting this. I'm, of course, I'm Chiefs fan. I'm predicting the Chiefs, you know, to win. But if Lamar Jackson does 
win, beat us and move on to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. what do you think the narrative will be on Lamar Jackson? I, the, 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 so the first thing is I will be cheering for Lamar Jackson if they make it to the Super Bowl. I, I do like Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think he's a very good quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll, it'll be the first episode of First Take on that Monday. Um, the headline will be Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. That's what it's going to be. It'll be Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes. Lamar's got a ring. Patrick's got two rings. He's catching up to it's, – it, they got the two MVPs. They're, it's going to be immediately who's better quarterback because Lamar is going to win MVP. So then people are going to say, well, well, how is Lamar not better than Patrick Mahomes? He's got two MVPs. He's got two – or he's got a ring now. So he's just as good as Patrick Mahomes. I promise you on that Monday, a first take, if he goes and wins the Super Bowl, the first thing people will be saying – is Lamar Jackson is just as good as Patrick Mahomes. Do I think that's true? Absolutely not. But do I think this is a huge, huge – again, is there a conversation that Lamar Jackson is a top three quarterback? Yeah, because I think for the last two to three years, people have been talking about how Lamar, yeah, he's barely top five. He's maybe the eighth best quarterback, ninth best quarterback. Um, yeah, then it shows, hey, is Lamar right there? Is he that second best quarterback? That's the real talk. Is he number two? Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think – Again, if he does get that MVP, he does get that Super Bowl. That's, I mean, again, look at all the other young quarterbacks who's kind of got that. Nobody, nobody. Josh Allen doesn't have it. Joe Burrow doesn't have it. Herbert doesn't have it. It's going to be him with the Patrick Mahomes with the accolades way up here. And then the, uh, you know, you go down and then the next closest guy is going to be Lamar. So I think that's really what it is. It's Lamar putting himself in the top three if he wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree. I could see him, you know, if he went if he goes on and win the Super Bowl and, you know, he's getting it, he's going to get the MVP for the regular season. Mm-hmm. If he gets the Super Bowl MVP and he's the very reason why they win that game, he's definitely going to be that you're right. First take undisputed all them. They're mm-hmm. going to be talking about how Lamar Jackson ill. You know, he's he's catching up to to uh Patrick Mahomes. He got he's got two he got two MVPs just like Mahomes got two MVPs and they're going to make the case uh he was the unanimous, you know, man, winner yep. of, of of MVPs. Yeah, you'll have Sam Acho or somebody talk about I'm going to take Lamar Jackson over yeah, you know, it's going to yeah. happen. I mean, they took they they on that very show they took Josh Allen over Patrick Correct. Mahomes in the matchup. <laughs> yeah, so, so you're you're gonna see it. it. It's dumb, and again, it sucks for a guy. You know, it, it sucks because you know you don't want to just immediately take away away from what Lamar did. Just immediately compare to a guy like Patrick Mahomes, but it's just again, I I think this is gonna be a tough game for the Chiefs. This is this is gonna really come down to. Again, and you have where uh, I I don't know the guy's name. He's on Colin Cowherd. He's the guy that sits across from Colin Cowherd. McIntyre. Yeah, he said that this is a – he's really getting a 37 to 13 vibe game for the Ravens. I know he's a Baltimore fan, but, like, come on. I was a Jets fan. Is he? Okay, I don't know. Maybe he just came across as a – He just don't don't like the Chiefs every time he – Okay, yeah, maybe he doesn't. But, yeah, he got a – uh, he, he said this is a 37 to 13 type vibe uh, where the Chiefs could end up really just getting it handed to him. I don't get that vibe. Um, I really do think this is this could come down to. And again, I was I I almost had the Chiefs win this game versus Buffalo by 10, and a lot of people thought I was crazy. Which again, they score that touchdown there, they do probably end up winning by 10. So yeah. Um, 
this is a game where I think it's it's this is the, the, I would say the X factor for this game is going to be Steve Spagnuolo. It's not going to be any player. It's not. It's going to be how can how can you limit Lamar Jackson? Can you confuse Lamar Jackson with some of your schemes? He's been able to do that the last you know three times he's played Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think sure. he's going to be uh, I think he's going to be uh, if they can force turnovers out of Lamar Jackson, which has been a while since we actually had one of those indoor those turnover played games. And usually when it's been a while and everything, they can come back to haunt you. And this is probably, like I said, this is probably the strongest test that they've had since the since the, um, the Rams. And that was a home game. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it is. I mean, weather is not a factor because Kansas City is familiar with it. We're talking about a more consistent quarterback of Mahomes. Um, the defense is probably one of the better defenses that they play in a while. Granted, they come from a uh, division that's full of great defensive talent. But it's not like Kansas City. Yeah, for sure. Sure. All right, Jaden. Uh, before we get you out of here, what's your thoughts on the NFC uh, Championship game? NFC. Hey, I, I'm looking forward to this one as well. Um, Detroit coming to this game again. America, they're going to be riding on Detroit. They're going to be riding on Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, and, and like Brock Purdy, I'm not a huge. I like the Brock Purdy story. Again, everyone likes a good story. A guy coming out of Iowa State, you know, mystery relevant, but. I, as much as I want to say I, I don't think they're going to be done because I think Brock Purdy's going to end up just screwing it up. It's just I I think the pass rush for the for the 49ers is finally going to come alive. I think the 49ers are going to be able to get it done. Uh, Jared Goff to me again, it's he's I hate doing this because they have played good football. They kind of got lucky. They you know they were able to play the Eagles who are coming in atrocious. Um, or, or not, excuse me, not the Eagles. They were able to not have to play a team like the Eagles. Uh, they were able to play the Tampa Buccaneers. So I love my boy Baker. I'm a huge Oklahoma guy. I love my more my boy Baker Mayfield. But um, again, they had to play a Bucks team, which again we we knew the Bucks were going to end up, you know, finding a way to lose that game. I just don't mm-hmm. think they're going to be able to play a team that's a high powered team. Again, we've seen it. What Name me a team that was a high-powered team that they were able to go mano-a-mano with. You can say Kansas City all you want, but Chris Jones didn't play. Uh, Travis, Kelsey. Uh, Travis Kelsey didn't play. And it took Kadarius Tony essentially taking the ball, throwing it to their corner, and saying there's a touchdown. And they end up winning by a point mm-hmm. and only scoring 14 points on offense. 14 points on offense. So I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think the 49ers have a chance to route Detroit because let's remember – They've been in Detroit this playoff. They've been in the high of their fans. And we all knew how electric that place was going to be because, again, last time they played in the playoffs in Detroit and having success in Detroit, NAM was going on. So, again, they've they've been on a high in Detroit, uh, playing in Detroit. Uh, so I think them going on the road in San Francisco, I think I'm going to take the 49ers in this one. I don't think Brock Purdy's going to have a great game, but I got the 49ers squeaking it out. What you got, DJ? I think the Niners going to overlook this game. Some just tells me just Detroit is going to have that road warrior. We're not supposed to be here mentality, and I've seen it twice. Uh, obviously, we can't just say you know having key injuries. Yes, it does make a, di- a difference. But the last time I saw that look in, in Detroit it was when they played Green Bay and they eliminated Aaron Rodgers. I think they're going to have the same mentality, and I think they're going to somehow get in. I think they're going to be the spoilers for, the, for all the West Coast 49ers and everybody pulling for them. 
Yeah, I hear you. Here's my thing about this game. Um, <clears throat> the thing that scares me for Detroit is that two of their tackles got hurt, or two of their mm-hmm. linemen got hurt. Got hurt, yeah. One of them stayed in the game, and one of them was out. So I don't know if he's going to be playing in this game. And if 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 Detroit, because Aaron, because Aaron Jones was running all over uh, the 49ers. they yes. can be ran on. You can run mm-hmm. them. And if those two running backs get off. They have a very good chance of winning this game. Yep. Very. And if Amon St. Brown is getting off on Shavarius Ward, because that's that's going to be the matchup right there. If, if, if Amon St. Brown is doing Amon St. Brown things, then they have a good chance. The Portier is out there balling now. Him and Fred Warner, that's going to be the matchup because Fred Warner is the best middle linebacker in the game because he could do both. So, and if they're not getting no pass rush, because they couldn't get no pass rush on Jordan Love. Now, Jordan Love can do certain things with <laughs> throwing the football. Like, he was throwing some strikes. He was throwing some Aaron Rodgers-type balls in, in that game. Now, he messed it up at the end. But I, I'm with I'm with DJ Ant, man. I, I, I just think that some teams are just destined. <laughs> and I just mm-hmm. – I know they're not going to be in Detroit. And, you know – if he had asked me a couple days ago, I would have took the 49ers. But it's just something about how Brock Purdy looked in that last game, man. And if they can get a couple picks off of him, Charlie Garner-John, mm-hmm. a pick. I know these corners are weak. I'm not a fan of Detroit's corners. But if Aiden Hutchinson can somehow get off on him, and I don't know, this offense, they can score. That's the thing about Detroit. They can score with the 49ers i think so if, if they can control the clock control have control of the game with the running game with jameer gibbs because that kid right there is <laughs> he, he is explosive and in the open field i don't care who it is not nobody too many people are catching him so um i think they pounded with montgomery they you know and gibbs i think the portier is going to be important but it's all about that offensive line if those two offensive linemen or at least one of them are out then I think San Francisco wins this game because I think they're going to get a pass rush on them. But if they can, if their offensive line is healthy, I could see Detroit coming in and and playing spoiler <laughs> and right. being the team because everybody wants San Francisco and Ravens. Let's just be real. Everybody wants to see the 49ers and the Ravens. Nobody wants to see uh, 49ers and Chiefs. Well, they see they want to see it, but they want to see Ravens and 49ers more. They definitely don't want to see Ravens. Detroit or Chiefs in Detroit. They don't. Right. So, but I see either. I see Detroit versus either one of us. So, I don't know. <laughs> I just think it's one of those. It's, it's not explainable. Like, if you look on paper, they're the better team. San Francisco's the better team. But I just think sometimes teams are just destined to get there. And I just think Detroit is destined to get there. I could be wrong. They could be a. a, a, a <laughs> A blowout <laughs> by the half, but I think it's gonna be a lot closer than what people give credit for. So, all right, Jaded man, we appreciate you coming on the show, brother. You know Absolutely, guys, it was an honor and a privilege, man. Yeah, man. Anytime, you know, what I'm saying you're free. You're always welcome to come back, man, and we can talk Chiefs all day. You know, what I'm saying yes, sir, yes, sir. So, once again, hey, tell everybody where they can follow you and find you at, man. Yeah, make sure you guys go on uh, YouTube. Uh, go check out uh, TPT uh, Chiefs Podcast. It's just TPT Chiefs Podcast. 
Uh, we post episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And of course, you can follow us on Instagram as well, uh, TPT Podcast. And then if you want to keep up with me, uh, we do post TPT content on there, Chiefs content, basketball, football, NFL, uh, all that sort of stuff on, on TikTok uh, at Jaden M. Lawler uh, 4. Jaden M. Lawler 4 on TikTok. I'm over there live all the time talking sports. That's where probably a lot of you guys hear a lot of my takes. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Go follow me over there on TikTok. Uh, we're live on there like every single day. But uh, yeah, YouTube at TPT Chiefs uh, Football Podcast. All right, for sure. All right, Jaden. Till next time, brother. All right. Appreciate you guys having me. All right, man. All right, man. Another episode in the books. Uh-huh. I know we talked about a little bit of the game. We're going to get more in-depth on Friday. Friday nights. Break this thing down. But uh, give a shout-out to Bet Us, where the games begin. If you go to our Twitter page uh, in the uh, pin section, you see the link to Bet Us. Sign up. Put in this, uh, the uh, code promo code JOIN125. You get 125% uh, signing bonus. Uh, that's like 30 up to 30 risk free bets. So go ahead and sign up with Bet Us using our link. You'll see the picture of the dude with the football in his hand. You'll see a logo above it. Go ahead and sign up. Put that promo code JOIN125. I also want to give a shout out to Glitch Energy Drink. Let's get this up. Glitch Energy Drink offers a wide range of delicious flavors to suit everyone's taste preferences, whether you're into fruity flavors like Maui Punch and Cherry Bomb or prefer something unique like Blue Smurf and Grenades. There's something for everyone. Glitch Energy Drink is not only great for gamers and workout warriors, but also for everyday people who simply need a boost of energy. It's a healthy choice that you can feel good about. You can find more information and purchase Glitch Energy Drink at GlitchEnergy.com. Once again, GlitchEnergy.com. Remember to use the promo code AHG pot to get 10% off your purchase and start enjoying the benefits of this delicious and energizing drink. And if you look down at the bottom, you'll see the link emqpodcast.com slash locker dash room. If you go to that link, you'll see all the locker room access of all the podcasts under the every morning quarterback uh, umbrella. They have a, a 49ers one. They have a Jets one. They have a, a Patriots one. And they have ours. Arrowhead Chief Podcast. Click on the banner. Uh, you'll see all of our episodes from the recent to the past ones. Go ahead and get caught up and follow us. Also, um, if you're new to the YouTube channel or Facebook, but specifically the YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Hit that notification button. So when we go on every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time and Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, you can go ahead and jump into the pot, chop into the live stream. You can be in the comments section like Joe, like Brian, like Nani. When they in here, some of the people from Kingdom Cast come in sometimes. Uh, but, yeah, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can be a part of the Chiefs Arrowhead Chief Podcast family. Also, uh, go ahead and uh, check out uh, Every Morning Quarterback. Check out their YouTube channel because they talk about everything NFL league-wide. They talk about college football when it's in. And they also give you betting tips. 
So go ahead and follow them. You can follow them also on every social media platform at EMQ Podcast. Go ahead and hit them up. Shout out to them at Every Morning Quarterback. Whatever streaming platform you use to listen to your podcast, whether it be Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, whatever you use to uh, listen to your podcast on, Arrowhead Chief Podcast is on there. Whatever social media platform you use, whether it be Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Threads, Twitch, whatever you use for social media, you can follow us at AH Chief Pod uh, Podcast. Follow us. We'll follow you back because we are not Hollywood over here. We're regular fans just like y'all. And my man Joe got it. We Hollywood over here. But shout out to everybody who's watching. Um, follow us. Give us feedback. Uh, critiques give us topics you know as far as chiefs go you don't want us to bring up stuff about the chiefs or you got a question we'll shout you out and answer your question as long as it's within reason talk to us nice and normal over here but yeah go ahead and follow us we'll follow you back because we're trying to give you the best chiefs content we can give you over at arrowhead chief podcast so all right y'all until friday 9 p.m central standard time i'm out